Welcome to another episode of Prado with Trey Vane for connoisseurs of casual conversation. Each week, my guests and I will chit-chat about an obsession of theirs that captures their passion and their soul. This week, we're headed to the Capitol, we're looking for clues, and we're going full Inspector Gaga. Let's go. can't have it all, but they must not have met our next guest. Saranj Desai Chowdhury is a dynamic marketer, critical writer, and classically trained musician. But once you meet him, it's abundantly clear he is so much more. A great friend, a phenomenal listener, a music tastemaker. Saranj is everything. Welcome to the podcast. Thank hello, hello. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. I am so, so happy excited. to be here. You were one of the first people I was like, oh my gosh, when I was like, I'm doing the podcast again, I was like, Saranj. It's got to be Saranj because you are a genius. You are a music genius. And um, we met, and this is not an NYU podcast, but every podcast is probably going to start with we met at NYU because right. we did. Right. Um, so yeah, we met. Did you like NYU? Were you an NYU fan? I did like NYU. I do feel like there is a, a bit of a stigma around NYU experiences, which I totally understand. Yeah. But I did have a great experience. I think I used to tell people that anyone could make it work there. I now feel like <laughs> I now feel like I was there at the right point. Like I was at the right place at the right time. Yeah. It worked for me. And I cherish my memories there. But I definitely also understand some of the criticisms. Yeah, I I just feel like everyone, it's like cool to hate NYU. Everyone who goes to NYU likes to act like they hate it, but I think a lot of people really loved it. But yeah. I also understand when someone's like, it was the worst thing ever ruined my life. Like I can see exactly. that, but I'm like, but I don't know. That might just be like college rather than NYU itself True. but people like to say they don't like it I'm a big fan I was with him when I was there and I just had a good time I had a great time too also being 18 in New York City it's amazing and like so unfettered and being able to meet incredible people and just take on new experiences all the time was so valuable for me it's actually insane when I think about how monumental and life-changing like going to NYU was for me and like now thinking about that if I was thinking about how big of a deal Choosing your college was when yeah. I was 18. I don't think I would have ever made a decision. I would have been so stressed and so scared. Yeah. But I think I made the perfect decision. It was like beauty. Did you apply early? No, I was I was way too afraid of commitment. I was mm -hmm. like, also, I was like, didn't know how I was gonna pay for NYU. So I was like, I and like the misinformation was crazy because someone was like, if you get in, they make you pay. I'm like, there was actually no, oh, no. there's no fiscal way they're gonna force an 18-year-old to like pay a quarter of a million dollars for they didn't want to. Mm -hmm. So I didn't do anything early. And then mm -hmm. I went to a school where everyone was doing it early. So like everyone knew where they were going to college by like December. And I was like waiting until like April, like a peasant. But it was worth <laughs> the wait. It was worth the wait. Were you early? Were you? I did apply early. I was on the fence for a while and then toured junior year and just absolutely loved it and knew that if I had the opportunity to come here, I wanted to. Yeah. And namely Gallatin, the program I was in where I got to make my own major was just so Delicious. such an exciting concept. Delicious. So I did apply early and really wanted it to work out, and I'm glad that it, and did. it did. And that was just such a crazy period, like the college search process. And I wish that I could go back and tell myself to take it a little less seriously, right? And tell the right. people around me that it's 
the difference between each college is more marginal than you think it's going to be. Absolutely. You just have to make the most of Absolutely. your experience. It's just the setup of like meeting people, like-minded people and doing whatever you want to do. Exactly. And everything else is just like by the wayside. But did you study exactly. music in college? I did not. So I, my major was thinking about ways to apply business for social impact and also kind of evaluating the extent to which commercial apparatuses can assert social good because there are a lot of limitations. Mm. Yeah. So looking at, for example, if a marketing campaign includes elements of diversity and inclusion, how much positive impact can that actually have if some of the financial tentacles attached to it are ultimately detrimental to the communities that they claim to serve. So it was sort oh of God, like God, someone's doing that. Like someone's got to do it. That's a it, great, it that's amazing. That's really beautiful. I don't think I was like a practitioner of like, here's <laughs> how we make business socially beneficial, but it was more so like, why don't we think critically about this? Like, yeah. because it's such a buzzy topic, especially for Gen Z to align social and financial incentives. So I was curious, like in this era, but also throughout history, mm -hmm. how has that panned out? And music was the outlet for that. So I was just yeah. really involved in music as a performer myself, as someone thinking culturally about music, writing about music, and then on the business side, interning, like managing artists. And like Saranj like is, fun stuff like that. is under painting all this. Saranj is iconic, legendary, You're very involved in the music space, a writer, a Fulbright, I'll say that. Um, and just like we are both alums of the Big Purple School, our topic today was also NYU student True. who was there working it, um, giving her all, dropping out to become a superstar. And today we are talking about the one, the only, Stephanie Lady Gaga Germanata. Mother. A round mother. of applause. A round of applause for mother. Joanne. My? Some would say Joanne. <laughs> Some would she say would Joanne. say Joanne for about 15 months. <laughs> she was just calling herself Like, Joanne. just the pop star. Our pop, pop star, star, our pop legend, our pop icon of our time. What was mm -hmm. your first encounter with a Lady Gaga song? Wow. I actually do remember this. I was, I don't know if anyone had a Mac as a kid. This was my first. Like the big fat ones with like the clear ones? A little bit. Probably like 10 years after that. It was okay. just like a Mac, like in like 2009. But there was this app called Front Row where you could preview the top charts on iTunes in this more like cinematic format. And I remember scrolling through and I I think Poker Face was number one. It was February 2009. I saw the preview of Poker Face and I immediately was so into it but so confused yeah and i thought it was really scandalous because i was like 10 years old <laughs> and i also thought that she was like a super established artist that i just was not aware of i did think she was like 40 years old because she's you know she just looked so otherworldly like i couldn't pinpoint like an age yeah. like when did she launch and so that was my first introduction it wasn't until later that year when she had kind of like taken over the pop culture world i think when i heard alejandro the demo before the fame monster came out, that's when I was like, okay, she's not someone that I'm just fascinated by. Like, I love this woman. Mm -hmm. And it's crazy because now I'm such a big fan of electronic music, house music. I'm really into thinking about music production. Hearing Alejandro's production mm -hmm. at that age was so influential because it just crescendos so much. And it's insane. When the verse hits and 
she starts singing like Gaga and Red One is just an <laughs> insane pair. So I think that that was like the inflection point where I was like, I am a fan of Gaga. But yeah, it was, I, it was a slow build for that year. I remember I heard like Just Dance and mm -hmm. I was like, this song's stupid. And then I just moved <laughs> on. And then I heard it again and then I saw the video. And then it was like her and those big dogs. She like comes out of the pool with like soaking wet and latex. And I was like, oh, like possibly my first gag. Honestly, my baby's first gag. I don't blame you gag. at all. Yeah. But I think for many. For many. And Not I, remember, to I think we all sing it, but I think a lot of people. Yeah. And I remember I she was the first artist who would use words that I was like, what is that? She was like, my disco stick. And I was like, I could, t I could feel that it meant something, but I didn't know what it meant. And I was like, what's her disco exactly. stick? And like, in Just Dance, she was like, we're getting hosed tonight. And I was like, what is that? What does that mean? mean? I was so titillated. But I was yeah. like, it was immediate too for me. I was just like this. And I didn't even know that I was like into pop music like that. And then with her, I was like, okay, this is got to be everything that I need and more, but I can't believe, like, I feel like I heard Alejandro so much later in my Gaga life, so it's like cool that you got there, like, early. Like, I don't feel like I was there. Like, that that feels, like, so deep in my Gaga stand but I guess it wasn't. I guess it was still pretty early. I think she just captured everyone's attention to the extent where any move she made yeah. got a, garnered a lot of attention. So even as, I like, as, like a, as a kid, I got exposed to one of her album tracks at the time. Yeah. Uh, but it's just crazy to think about what she accomplished so young, first of all, which I could not yeah. conceive that at that age. But now that I am 25, I'm like, she was at the Grammys at 23, 24. She was collaborating with Beyonce a year and a half into her career, which something is which so is like a badge of honor that most artists don't, yeah. don't achieve at any point. She was getting recognition from legends. Yeah. And I also feel like the thing about her that always drew me to her was she's oozing with humanity and sincerity mm, yeah. and so she was leveraging all these highly commercial visible platforms to be a genuine human being yeah and there was just no one else doing it like that I still think there's very few even though there are many artists I love and admire who are incredibly successful she's one of the few that is so sincere while being so visible right and I also think about like because remember, I remember when she was first coming up, they had all of those like crazy, that was like the arrow, nasty arrow, where everyone was like conjecturing about everyone else's genitals, right? Right. And I can't imagine, people can barely like get through a like, do you support like black lives without like fumbling? True. But like, like being in the 2000s and navigating people calling you like not okay words, people asking if you're trans in a very insensitive way. And the way that she like not only took that with stride, but also took that was educating and also was like funny. And she was like, you know what, if I have a dick, who cares? Exactly. Like it's, yeah, she like really does. She's very sincere. She's very authentic. And you can tell that she was like, she wants to be a pop star in the sense of like, she wants to be someone who's contributing to culture that people look up to. She yes. wants to be the person that does everything. Like I love yes. how she, cause I know a lot of people don't love her like acting era. She is going to so eat Joker. The Joker yes. folly I do, she's going to devour a movie musical like nothing Without else. And I am just so like thrilled that like she is doing the damn thing and like we get to actually see it. And like I did, I will say, I did have an, a period where I fell off a bit. Never, I was never an adversary of hers, but Joanne lost me for a moment. Mm. And, um, but even through that, it's like, I can still look back at Joanne and be like, you know what? That's a person who was stuck through an era. I have to respect that. It just wasn't my era and that's okay. Absolutely. I think something that she 
I guess, educated me on and that a lot of artists that I admire speak about is that being a true fan of an artist means respecting them enough in their entirety that you navigate the ups and downs with them and let them experiment and explore. Oh my gosh, so, it's literally like dating. So No, absolutely. <laughs> so my mindset with Gaga is I love her. I respect her. I think she has so much integrity and she's such an excellent um, craftsman yeah. <laughs> when it comes to everything that she does that I will let her go down any path she wants to You're go down. Her down that yellow and road. I think all artists deserve this. This is kind of a tangent, but Lord has a ton of fans. Not everyone loved her last album, Solar Power. Right. And my philosophy is she gave us two 10 out of 10 albums. Give her her little experimental Let smoking weed in New Zealand album. Yeah. She'll come back. <laughs> like she's Let Lord. Let join in the beach we, and come back to us, yeah. I think sometimes we think that people's most recent performance is indicative of all their potential, but I don't yeah. agree with that. And Gaga, look at what happened with her. There was a period when people wrote her off and she came back, won an Oscar. One started Oscar. Started this huge makeup brand. Like she's else. she yeah. really she bounces back. Yeah. She she's never back. and that's because at the end of the day, when you have like you know, clout comes and goes, right? And you can have the most clout in the world and tomorrow everyone yeah. doesn't care. But the people who like keep it in the legend, it's like, cause she is an artist, she's an original, she's yes. talented and she yes. could sort of like do anything. And speaking of the Oscar, cause I was thinking, cause now she's two little letters away from the EGOT. True. If you could fan cast it, what are the- Two little letters. Just two little simple. letters, you know, just yeah. a stupid little Tony and a Emmy. But mm. what are two of your dream projects that she would do to get her Emmy and her Tony? Oh, wow. So. Because I care about her and because she <laughs> because she takes such a method approach to acting, I want her to do a comedy, a romantic comedy. Yeah. I want her to embody a character that is happy and at peace because I feel like she yeah. really lets the characters yeah. pervade every aspect of her life. How nice would it be if she played a mentally stable, mindful human. Oh and then gosh. for two years, she could just enjoy her life. So I envision <laughs> like a really peaceful Gaga. And I also think that press tour would be really fun. She's very yeah. funny. She's very witty and sarcastic. Um, she other doesn't deserve a rom-com. She deserves yes. like a happy little, she deserves like a happy, sunny little musical on Broadway. 100%. To get her little I, Tony, I do great. think that would be fantastic as well. Is that your dream project for her, a musical? Well, because I was thinking, because I was like, you know, she is such an actor, but I kind of want, in my mind, her, she'd get her Tony from like doing a Cindy Lauper with, mm. um, what was that called? Kinky Boots, mm. where she writes a musical with original music. Right. But I would think if she's be, like, so capable. Of. Right. And I'm like, what IP could Gaga like take and make into like original musical? Like, I'm trying to think of what's a f famous, honestly, like she wouldn't, no, this is crazy to say. <laughs> I was gonna be like, she should do the Paris is Burning musical. Don't do that. <laughs> she shouldn't do that. But she should do something like a classic like queer film that's turned to a movie musical and mm -hmm. she writes the score. I'm trying to think of what film she could do for that. Like, I mean, but I'm a cheerleader. She'd be great for that. Like the musical version of, but I'm a cheerleader. Mm -hmm. I don't know. But like, I, I don't know why I'm discounting her acting. She's a good actor. She, she could win an acting Tony, especially in a musical, but I don't see that for some reason. I think it's a, it would be more of an uphill battle. And she'll she'll get her musical Tony. Tony. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I also would love musically, to see what she would create if she was less attached to expectations and yeah. pop cultural constructs for what's next for her. Yeah. She is she has proved herself to be really good at making avant-garde music in the past. And I think recently we've seen less of that, but it would be cool 
to get a full-on alternative experimental Gaga album. Gaga, I don't know if she'd do it at this point. Exactly. Like, that would be following that the would of Bjork or um, even Robin. Just someone who is extremely talented with tremendous oh, reach. God, Robin, um, that'd be sick. How cool would that be? be that would be cool. That'd be really cute. I do think like one of the things that I admire most about her and that I find most interesting about her is how much she speaks about fame feeling like a prison <laughs> and being such a constricting force her in her and life. Angel Mommy, thank you very much. Her and all the greats. <laughs> all, the all the greats. greats. All of the greats. Um, all future EGOTs. Her. Exactly. <laughs> true. I, I think that she has really in, an, a really interesting perspective on how fame can separate you from the core aspects of what it means to be a human being. Yeah. And so she has talked about her creative process as well as her mental state being super hindered by the extent of her fame. I wonder if she would need to be a little bit off the radar for a while yeah. before she could dive into that experimental project. That you know what's interesting? Because Miley Cyrus recently got whacked because she was like, oh, like, you know, I've been working three jobs since I was yeah. literally eight. Like, yeah. I can't. I'm paraphrasing, but she said something to this effect of like, I can't be touring right now because I need to like be a human again yes. to write music and to observe yes. and be a part of that. And I feel like Gaga would Did probably- Did she write her own music though? I, that's, Miley? That's what confused me about oh, that. Oh, oh. Not to, I, I like Miley, but I <laughs> I don't know how much I buy it. She said as her perspective as a songwriter, I'm like, I didn't really know you wrote songs. In my songs. mind, Miley Cyrus has always been a songwriter to me, but I've never thought, like, I would I would never think that she's like a lord where I'm like, she has a small writer's room. Right. It's like three. I haven't no, I'm sure she, her, she's a, but... she is also so insanely talented and yeah. so, has such a creative vision. I just, I don't, for some reason, I don't immediately think of her with a pen and a paper in the traditional yeah. sense. Because I would say, like, she's like less of like, a Lana and Taylor Swift are in the vibe of like you, at least whether it is or not, you mm -hmm. feel like that's their entire creative vision. Yes. But Miley's more of like her vision, who she is, but like you could tell she has people help her make it into a beautiful commercial product. That's yes. why she's such a big, massive success. But yeah. Yes. But I didn't think about that when she was like, I need to take time. And it's like, yeah, maybe, maybe she, but I have, I don't know. I trust Miley's pen. I do. Some I, things I came from the heart. Her, yeah. That came straight from her heart. That, see, soul. I, I, the the early days, I trusted the pen. Yeah, sure. you're right. You're right. I think she's had a really interesting patchy trajectory. I will say, not to. I don't mean to pit two incredible artists <laughs> against each other, but I think something that I admire about Gaga that separates her from a lot of other people in the pop realm is her legacy is so authentic. Every step that she took, you know. She did it with 100% intention and effort in that yeah, moment. Absolutely. Whereas Miley and many artists, they'll disavow their past work after the fact. She disavowed bangers. She, which like I ruffled hate, a lot I, of feathers. I, I hate when reasonably. people do that. I really do. And like, I get and, it. You're going through your own journey, but I, I love the journey. I, that's what I'm saying. Like, you're going through the journey. It's okay that you were there at that point. You yes. want to be somewhere different now. But yeah. But Gaga, I feel she's talked about how she has no regrets. She always made the decision that made sense in the moment. She has had micro moments of expressing regret. I think around Born This Way, she said she didn't like the song Telephone. I'm just going to pretend Which, she didn't say no, that. No, she didn't say that. I didn't hear didn't that. that. That sentence can't be uttered under law. But exactly. like, I, okay, let's think about this. In this, Gaga has regretted nothing. Um, as an artist, right? Artists reach and poke and prod and make people think. Lady Gaga has had some moments throughout yeah. her career, as most artists do. And I, by the way... I'd like to say that I'm pretty uh, 
what's the word? I always call it my sleeper Republican beliefs. It's not actually Republican beliefs, but it's like things that I'm like, <laughs> I know that like the my like the that aren't like more okay. Mainly being that when an artist does a faux pas, a cultural faux pas, because I know that Lady Gaga has done, she's had lo like done locks for the hair. She's done yeah. questionable um, tan jobs in the past. True. And um, she's worn um, cultural garments of different sorts and all that kind of stuff. True. Um, cultural garments aside, I can't speak to that because it's not my culture. But like for the other stuff, I'm not forgiving, but more in the sense of like, you know what, a weird artist girly who went to NYU would do those things thinking it's art. And you know what? She like has, doesn't do it a lot. So I don't think it's like that awful, but are you in your journey? Have you ever had moments where you were like, Gaga, you're pushing it. Like you're pushing it for me specifically. Yeah. I mean, I think she's absolutely had missteps. Um, I think she should do what she wants, but yeah. maybe not all the time. Yeah. Um, I, I, I do appreciate that when given the opportunity, she takes meaningful accountability, and I yeah. feel like it's quite sincere. I also think that she's had progression throughout her career where she has taken sincere efforts to educate herself and allow her newer right. art to reflect that. So definitely, especially early on, I think she did a lot for shock value, and a lot of it was really cool. A lot of it held up extremely well, and we spoke earlier about how she has been super ahead of her time with a lot of her viewpoints. Absolutely. Definitely she's she's made some decisions that I have have not loved. Even recently, I think she she promoted some sort of pharmaceutical drug. Oh yeah. And there's there, it's a moment yeah, like yeah, that yeah, where yeah. I'm like yeah. I believe she had the best of intentions, but I personally can't co-sign that. That being said, because I love and respect her, I'll offer her grace in this also, instance. It's like at the end of the day, the lights have to go on. And sometimes it's like, you know, sometimes the cut needs to be checked. True. Nope. What? The check, the needs, check to needs to be cut. <laughs> but I, I think that logic applies to in, in my head. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I feel like she definitely, even like her raciness has changed in it's like how she is. What I'm trying to say is I feel like she's had a progression on how she pushed the envelope, which to me says that she is learning. It's not yes. like she does the same thing over and over again. Yes. Because she really hasn't done anything like culturally messy in a very long True. time that i've seen True, that really that I've at, seen. At, a, at a large scale definitely not yeah although she has kind of like i feel like in the past like i guess since like trump came into office she is like weirdly very american yeah all the time which yeah. is not a bad thing like the top gun thing and that her like her whole super bowl era was very um, actually let's talk about the super bowl mm -hmm. where what do you feel about her super bowl in the like conversation of other great super yeah. like how do you feel that she performed in the sense of like what an artist needs to do yes. for their moment i think she was extraordinary at the super bowl because the stamina that that required yeah. is very underrated yeah she jumped off the roof <laughs> then levitated down to her initial platform she did full choreo. She sang 100% live with so much 100%, power and precision. 100%. And she clearly creative directed the entire show and she put her all into it and she trained like an athlete for it. So I love that performance yeah. so much. I do know it by heart. I know every melodic <laughs> line and refrain, including when she sang God Bless America. Like I knew, I know every part of it. Um, or was it? No, it was This Land Is Your Land. Beautiful. 
But it was really. Oh, because she goes. Yeah. She goes for liberty. She and goes. Justice. That I love. She was. She just <laughs> went for it. Um, I. So I absolutely love that performance. I also think it's an interesting precursor for kind of the second peak of her career, which was A Star is Born. Yeah. This was her proving to America that she is hyper-talented and hyper-driven. And I think it gave her more liberty to then garner more respect I at feel that like point. the Super Bowl works well when people use it as the, like, it's not like a cap, but it's sort of like a pin mark being like, just so you know, like, I've got the music. Thing. 100%. I'm an artist. I, like, have the catalog. I have the impact. That's that. So now you can see me and my other things. Because I feel like Beyonce did the same thing where it's 100%. like. 100%. Well, Beyonce's not, like, running towards movies, but she is running towards, like, film. Yes. Like, that's her whole new thing is now making movies and films mm-hmm. of her live concerts. But I think it's, like, it's cool when the artist is, like, basically, like, okay, so, like, I debuted as Lady Gaga, and this act worked. Yeah. I've made it work, and now, like, Lady Gaga, the legend, the, like, everything else is happening and I remember like when when they said she was going to do the Super Bowl I was so excited and I remember when I watched it but I'm also a person where I don't t- like I don't ever trust my first intake of a piece of media but I remember when I first watched it, I was kind of like not like in a bad way but I kind of thought it was going to be more 2010 wild right. shock like provocative. but yeah. honestly though at that height you can't be shocking like yeah. the NFL won't let you do it so like yeah. I kind of understood that and, and then, she was pivoting at that point she yeah. I think she was very consciously avoiding her the reputation that preceded her at that I agree. Point, where I agree. she she I think she even said in her documentary Five Foot Two that she wanted to do the opposite of what people expected. She didn't want to come out with unicorns and a bunch of, you know, queer yeah. men flanking her and like just like what we right. might expect from a Gaga right. show. Right. Um but I I totally get that. I will say I think part of the reason why I love that performance is it was only a few months after I had the chance to meet her. So I think oh. anything that she would have done at that point, I will admit, I was just predisposed to love it. Yeah. But it felt particularly special at that moment. It was also my first year of college, and the college had kind of been... I, I sort of, like, launched into college with this experience of having met her serendipitously. And Let's so then in the spring semester when she did the Super Bowl, I was just still riding that high. So right. she could have come out and the mic could have failed <laughs> and I would have said she did an incredible job. But I did really enjoy it also from like a craft perspective. Yeah, and I feel like I, re- I rewatched like Katy Perry's, Beyonce's, and Lady Gaga's like last week. <laughs> and it, I, 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 I was like, okay, you know what? She did the damn thing. Her mic was so on it, it was, was absolutely on. I could hear so her breathe yeah. her voice cracks during million reasons a million, re- she million reasons was the most like I was like because I'm not a ballot person but I w- that was the most impressive part because I was like she was just running also like at one point she's singing running up stairs right before the end when she like <laughs> catches a little football um but yeah I that did was res- so silly it was so funny that was her American. that was very that, yeah and that was very Super cute Bowl 51. <laughs> she is just like so she she's, she's nerdy in her best moments in the way that in a way that I love and yeah. respect. You okay. know what I mean? There's something right. so yeah. She's tender about she's that. She's so like yeah, and she's like loving what she does, and she loves yes. America and her singing. Her she own. loves she yeah. loves America. Yeah. So how did you even meet Lady Gaga? I need to know. And how did you not die on the spot? Yeah, this is it's so crazy. I can't believe I haven't told this story before. I think it's because I really Seriously? consciously didn't want to make it my personality when it happened <laughs> but it's been seven years now so i feel free to talk about this this moment 
But essentially, I had just gotten to NYU. It was 2016. Okay. First few weeks trying to make friends. I had a few friends, but kind of spread across Welcome Week and other activities. And someone posted on the NYU Facebook group, there are rumors that Gaga is going to be recording at Electric Lady. Do any Gaga fans want to come together and just see? So over the course of a few days, I made friends with this tight-knit group of Gaga fans, and we would just go to the studio to see, maybe she's here. few days we missed her. Okay. And then it was one night, and I remember it was after my musical subcultures class with Amanda Petrusich, incredible writer at The New Yorker, and such a crucial force in my life as a teacher and a writer. And I had been talking about Gaga in that class, so I was just primed to think about Gaga. Decided to go to Electric Lady that night. I was I had my backpack from school. Oh my god! Um, and there was more commotion than usual. We were outside of the studio, and within about an hour, she arrived and she came out and she's in the full Joanne fit, like cropped top and, uh. and the denim shorts, and she started filming us on Snapchat. Then there were more murmuring. She got back in her car, and people started saying, "She's gonna let people into the studio." So they start no lining fans up. Way. And one by one, they let us in. First of all, as a music fan and, and music nerd, being an electric lady was already just so exciting. Yeah, so tell what's what's a little bit about Electric Lady? It's like very iconic. Very like, iconic. In a very recording regular, studio. random very, street. Yeah, it's like literally across the street from, I think, Chipotle or something. <laughs> it's, it's very, but it's a very history recording studio that's really small and intimate. Um, recently many Taylor Swift, Olivia Rodrigo have been recording there. Adele has recorded there in the past. Mark Ronson and Jack Antonoff are regular, you know, visitors there. Um, and also so many legacy acts from the past. But so being an electric lady, it's dimly lit. I remember red and orange hues. We get to the bottom of the staircase that was right as you enter and they have assigned release forms. In retrospect, I think they were filming us for five foot two, but the footage didn't make it. But we at that point knew there must be some documentary in the works because there was something about like video release. So we walk into this small room with a screen and or we're filing into the room. I see this flash of blonde in front of me and I turned (laughs) I turned um, to my partner at the time and I said, I think that's. Cynthia Gaga's mom and a fan in front of me turned to me and said no that's her and I (gasps) my heart stopped and then she went to each person in the line and by the time she got to me I think what I essentially said to her is thank you so much for inspiring me to care about music and art you're the reason that I write about music that I write music and I really appreciate you and I don't know if she actually was processing it as much as it felt like in the moment but she looked at me with direct eye contact and then gave me a hug and I saw her do that to everyone in the room and that to me made me respect her so much she knew how much that moment meant to each of the fans even though how many fans does she meet every day every month every year so we get into the this little room with an auditorium First, she played the Perfect Illusion video. She debuted it. And then she played all of Joanne a month before it came out. And she just did like She just did it. The kindness of her fucking heart, that angel. I do not want to expose her. I do think she was 
enjoying some Mary Jane that night. And Thank which like is even makes her even cooler. Yeah. So she was just swaying. <laughs> Mark Ronson was there. I think they I love him. I, he's oh, so he's amazing. talented, amazing, handsome. His TikToks are amazing. His like content of like, yeah, yes. he is everything, Mark. And very underrated, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Especially because it's like he is like the Jack Antonoff to Amy Winehouse's entire career. So it's like he really is like he's really been there. So he's really true. been around the block and like he's an incredible producer. I like all of his stuff, even with like Diplo and Electric City, I'm into it. I love Mark Ronson. He so. played Public Records a few months ago, and I was meant to go, but I couldn't. But I need to see him. He will do again. like he wanted. I he, saw him at um, Le Bon like two two years ago. One time he was like I didn't wasn't there, but he just played a night at Industry. Industry is like the most random like normal gay bar ever, and he was just That's like playing there. Yeah, it was like he was with. Um, it was during the. Miley Cyrus, what was that song? Nothing, nothing breaks like a heart. Yeah, it was like during that era, and they were doing like that kind of night. So I was like, that was so cool. But yeah, I love. He's Mark. just a cool dude. He actually lives like two blocks from Electric Lady in one of the gated townhouses. Oh, wow, um, beautiful. So he was there, and it was so surreal. And That's she also gave an amazing us... thing to say. Like I always, I'm like, I would never know what to say to someone like Lady Gaga. But like, just saying, like you inspired me to make more. That's probably like that probably meant the world to her because that's like all you can ask for. That's really I beautiful. I appreciate that. I don't know if she even remembers it. I again, she's like receiving so much all the time. But it, I, it meant Zooted a lot. Out of her mind. Ex okay. Exactly. I, it meant a lot to me that she made that moment so tender for myself yeah. and for everyone there. And. Also, I think she gave us like pillows that she had signed, and I kept. I still have that pillow to this day. Oh Unfortunately, gosh. I washed it, and the oh, <laughs> I had to wash it after like years. Right, 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 and right. And right. I, the memory will never fade in yeah. the, in the wash. But she, <laughs> I will. I remember when listening to the album in that moment. A million reasons. I think it's like one of the early tracks. And I remember thinking that song is special and that song will do something. And my friends who were with me at the time said the same thing. And so it was cool at the Super Bowl to then have this full circle moment yeah. of like uh, that song getting its moment. So all that to say, anything Gaga did after that, I was going to love. You were going to cash in for it. Yeah. And they say, don't meet your heroes. And she was truly the exception because Aww. I feel like meeting her so early in college reshaped my conception of what was possible for my life which is such an extreme statement but it's because this person who I admired and idolized so much I randomly had the chance to meet her and interact with her so it felt like all these other things that feel out of the realm maybe they're within reach like writing a book I always yeah. wanted to write a book and I truly don't know if I would have had the capacity to visualize myself doing something that big if I hadn't had something so big happen so yeah. early on in my young adulthood. So and thank you, Gaga. Yes, thank you, Gaga. And also what an amazing, like you met someone you've always wanted to meet and then in their height of the, everything, they were gracious, but you were only like- So gracious. Like, you be more gracious and yeah. I am not gracious when I'm that, <laughs> that high. So I was really impressed. That is so beautiful. She, she really, she pulled it together for that moment. <laughs> Honestly, and that is that is maybe the most impressive thing she's ever done artistically. He's pulling it together. You know to what? I would agree. It's funny because Nick Knight, one of her prominent uh, creative directors that she works with, recently said, what separates Gaga from other artists is when she's working on a project, she says hi to everyone in the room. Mm -hmm. And then when the shoot is done, she thanks them by name and then she leaves. And I, I often think, 
talent can get you really far, but I think graciousness. Come on, people want to be around people. Goes such a long way. I think about even Britney Spears compared to her contemporaries. Obviously, a lot of complicated history there, but I think the reason she rose so far is because everyone who worked with Britney said Britney's a girl's girl. She's so she's sweet. Nice. She's, she's tender. A, yeah, Even good. like Bella and Gigi, they're known for being super nice. Yeah. And I think that it separates them from a lot of people in that tier. Absolutely. Okay, Saranj, we've made it to a little segment portion. Ooh. This is the Prattle Rattle Off. Prattle rattle off. So this is, I'm going to ask you some uh, fun, cute, random questions. And you're just going to rattle off your little answers. I can't wait. Okay. You encounter a time machine. Mm -hmm. You can go back in time and go to one tour that you missed in your life. What tour are you going to? Gaga or just in general? Anyone's. Anyone's tour in history. Oh, my gosh. I have two answers. Okay, perfect. I have three answers. Is that okay? I'll this rapid time fire. doesn't run on fuel, so okay, you can perfect. do whatever you want. There's no I would say the Beyonce experience. Yeah. Just because I just saw Beyonce for the first time a few months ago, Renaissance, and everyone who I met there was like, your first one? <laughs> I've been doing this for <laughs> no, a while. So, true. so, I, so I just, true. I've heard that that tour was a particularly special moment in her persona and, yeah. and career. Mon Monster Bowl. I was too I young, also. I think. Yeah. But... I mean, that's just such a special tour. I love the HBO special. I wanted to go to Monster Ball so much, and I asked my mom, and she said no because she hurt. She was like, "No, they do cocaine and weed in the, <laughs> in the audience there." And I was like, "I was like, what do you think I'm gonna do? I'm like 14, but whatever. It's fine. I'll get there." My third answer is much more down to earth, which is a concert I was actually supposed to go to. It was <laughs> Kali Uchis and Georgia Smith in 2019, and I had already seen Georgia Smith, so I was really perched for Kali. Yeah. But we pre-gamed a little too hard, and we arrived in the middle of the set. So we got their duet, and then just Georgia. <laughs> and I was so sad, because I loved Kali Uchis. And I had been anticipating that concert, and I had the ticket, and then I missed it. So I, if I could go back in time, I would leave the house an hour <laughs> earlier and... and See Callie Uchis. Callie is a hometown hero. Shout out Alexandria, Virginia. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, she's from Alexandria. She went wow. to the same high school as my dad. She is. Fun fact. Talk about a creative force. Oh With my God. So like her, much precision and yeah. direction. Also, I love the stories of how she was like, oh, her label always told her, don't speak in Spanish, don't sing in Spanish. She like cut them, did telepatia. That's definitely one of her biggest songs ever. And what right a now, lesson. Yeah, what a lesson. For following your own intuition. The Ray School of Get It Done Yourself. Absolutely. Well, you should pitch that to her. I should. Like, she can <laughs> a class or something, a master class. I should. Ray, Ray Trey, Ray just like that. Um, best movie that makes you reflect on your life. A movie that you, when you watch, you just it makes you sit and think. I have to say, Inside Out. Under That's a good one. Pixar film. That's a good one. My dad always says it's very cerebral, which is his dad humor. <laughs> but. <laughs> Yeah. Okay. I got it that. is a good okay. one. It, it is, is a good, good one. one. I saw. And I'm becoming though. like him with that kind of humor. But Inside Out. So I love it for many reasons. It's obviously a very. It's a movie that will lead to a lot of introspection, but there's this one scene where Riley, the protagonist, cries when her family finds her. She's trying to run away, and she basically admits. I miss home and she cries and it's this cathartic moment of embracing sadness yeah. and I return to that whenever I need a release and I feel like I'm trying to stay above water. Sometimes yeah. you need to let yourself go there yeah. into that subterranean space. Yeah. So love that scene so much. And it's also just 
Pixar movies are just so cute and no, cute, amazing, polished, teaches you, <laughs> polished, teaches you about yourself. Like yeah. there's so much truth into it. And the dad's hot. So that's all the plus so too. I'm not going to lie. Part of the influence for the stash was the inside out. Oh my God. As it should so, be. As it should be. And I, I got, I was weighing back and forth and then someone said it kind of looked like that. And I was like, okay, I have to do that. You got to do it. Um, what's your, do you have a favorite male artist, music artist? My favorite male artist is this Scottish producer named Sam Gellitry. I just okay. saw him two days ago at Elsewhere. He is such a wizard at producing house alternative R&B. And he is underrated for his pop vocal. Like okay. he has a juicy pop vocal. It's giving like <laughs> Justin Timberlake, even Janet Jackson, like all the melodies are just very much in the pop realm, but his demographic is absolutely people who like electronic and hip hop. So wow. love him so much. And it was nice to see him live because he was so approachable. He was just a dude who loves music. Beautiful. And he's, I think this was his first show in New York and he looked over the moon to oh. see that he has all these diehard fans in New York. So love him. Shout out Sam Gellitry. So underrated. I want him to have a Kei Trinata as trajectory. Yeah. And he's good friends with Kei Trinata and Kei Trinata collabed oh, with him. So it's happening. I hope that, I hope that this age is well and that he becomes really successful. You've heard it here first. Sam, Sam Gellitry. Exactly. Yeah. Sammy G. Sammy G. <laughs> Sammy G. What's the most annoying thing someone you're close with does? Ooh. I think when I ask someone for their preference and instead of telling me what their actual preference is, they pretend to not care, but they actually do care. Do not have that hidden agenda bullshit with me. I just Say like, it. I appreciate directness. It's not going to hurt my feelings, especially for like pithy small things like, do you want to go to this restaurant or this restaurant? Right. Or would you mind if I did X? If you're going to mind, please just tell me. I'm all about communication. Right. So it it's not a super prevalent thing, but I just rather, I think it's amazing to have the courage of your own convictions. Just tell me. Just tell me. I won't care. Close mouths don't get fed. But I will care if you let the resentment build and then you lash out at me later because you didn't Absolutely, express and that's all your bit. fault and I have nothing to do with that. So fuck yeah. you. No, Thank we're, you. We're friends. I, I like, <laughs> yeah, you're taking away all my accountability. I <laughs> no, but no, but that's like, that's the, that's disingenuous to like give an answer that I'm supposed to read between the lines. Like, no, you've got to say what you got to say. Exactly. Yeah. We're too old for we're the gossip. Old. We're too reading in between. Yeah. Final question. What's one game show that you just know you'd win? Ooh. No longer on the air, but 2010's Ellen, her little, <laughs> 2010's Ellen, her little side competitions, pop culture trivia, burning yeah. questions. I think I'd, I think I'd do that. I also think I would fail at most game shows spectacularly. So I had to go for like something that's sim like right. game show adjacent. But you did any trivia show, you'd kill. Trivia, it depends on the trivia. Maybe music trivia. Yeah. But there's certain trivia. Anything involving physical coordination, <laughs> I can barely open like bottles. A lot of my close friends and my family tease me. They say, you're good at a lot of complex things, but you're really bad at a lot of simple things, which I agree with. That's like, the mark of a genius. I, yeah, I, my partner the other day had to help me like put a drawer back in and like align it. And my, our laundry came back and I was like, oh my God, putting the fitted sheet on takes so long. And it's I needed help. I needed support. And you know what? And that's beautiful. And we all have our strengths. We're all, <laughs> we're all. And our weaknesses. 
<laughs> and you know who's always there for you? Who? Lady Gaga. So thank you right? so much for saying that and reminding me. And thank you for coming on to Prado. Please let them know where they can find you. Thank you for having me. Of course. Of you can course. find me at my website, saranjdc.com. I also have an Instagram where I share music, research updates, writing updates at by Sarange. And everything else is linked there. You can also get my book if you want. It's at any local bookstore, also Amazon. It's called Soundstorm. And thank you so much for having me. Yes, so that's Soundstorm by Saranj Desai Chowdhury. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Prada with Trey Vane. Thank you for watching. Thank you for listening. See you in the next Thanks episode. Thank you. Ciao.